Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. <laughs> Jared, unbelievable. Anyway, look. We're recording now, so we better, we better get back to normal programming. Uh, what, Debbie, you, you, you didn't like the language? <laughs> Mate, we're a family-friendly program, Jared. You know that. A lot of people, a lot of mums playing this in their cars on the way to drop off kids at school. You know, we know we know our audience pretty well, Jared. Um, all right, g'day, everyone. This is the Market Watch podcast. It's proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, home of the uh, best of the best Maltese, of course. The number one seed, Tristan Merlihan, he's in attendance. So too, you heard him earlier, Jared Condon from Reading the Play, a wit and a raconteur, I would describe him as. Uh, um, we've had a big weekend of NFL, a big weekend of racing. We've all calmed down after that, but we're ready to go again for the conference championships. We're ready to go for the Big Bash finals. We're ready to go for another big weekend of racing. How are we, gents? Very good, Jimmy, and uh, happy Australia Day to everyone. We're obviously um, recording this on on Thursday, and uh, yeah, we, we actually said, can we get this uh, get this done nice and early in the morning before the races start? And uh, after Jared's been giving us all the rundown over the last couple of hours, Belmont's about to kick off now. But uh, it's been a been a very enjoyable day, great weekend of football, good racing, and uh, and yeah, the, the big bash. We're getting into the big games on the big bash as well. So been been plenty happening this week. Yes. Uh... Hello to everyone, and for those who missed it, uh, the choice language was aimed at Mr. J. Smith here. Um, I uh, just reminded him, um, I had four NFL bets last week for four winners, and he still scared me out of two lunch bets. I just can't believe it. I hope he took a a, a lottery ticket this week, and uh, Jimmy, if you did, I'm going hard, because there's absolutely no doubt that you will collect the major prize. Fortune favours the brave, is what they say, Jared. so glad to see you courageous enough to... Um, put your put your chin out, sit your chin out, and of course it got whacked a couple of times, which is I think we always like to see that. Um, all right, uh, what we like to do on this podcast is to look back before we look forward. So, uh, by the way, if you are enjoying it, you want to share it with people, that'd be great. If you want to put in a review, that'd be great too. You Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, YouTube, you can watch us as well wherever it is that you want to get your podcasts. So we're getting across the BBL. We might have a look at the tennis market too, pointy end of that. NFL, of course, and we do uh, the racing. We like to finish with our racing tip as well. But let's go back before we go forward. What were we looking at as far as collects go last week? And what is it looking like from a charity bank balance on behalf of Pass It On Clothing? Tristan? Yeah, well, we had a, um, a number of uh, nice collects there. We had the 49ers where both yourself and I had the minus three and a half there, which was a comfortable collect. Jared had the under 52 and a half in the Jacksonville, Kansas City game. So a nice one there as well. Um, and then the the only one that we slightly missed on was the was the Giants plus 10. So um, yeah, we got got a few nice little collects there. We got a balance of $1,981 in the kitty now. Ooh. And um, I think there might end up being a, another couple of hundred outstanding in lunch bets. So uh, we're over the $2,000 mark and we're not even into the last week of January and things are warming up. So just on that, Jared, could you quickly give us a lunch bed update? That'd be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, very quickly. Uh, I think you're in the positive. Tristan's in the positive. I'm in the minors. And between uh, all of us, uh, most of it being me, we've kicked in 400 to the pool. Uh, I'll tell you what, undefeated. Was, was, was that quick enough for you? No, I, well, I would just want to revisit it just for a second. Um, T. Merlihan, undefeated too. Wow. Picking and choosing this year. 
Yeah, I, I, I had a long, hard chat with myself, uh, with my wife <laughs> on my shoulder, telling me that I've got, to, I've got to, got to sort of straighten the ship up here a little bit after last year's debacle. So I uh, know we've been a little bit more selective. Jimmy's been going out there, David Warner style, charging the first delivery, and uh, he's, he's hit a few sixes to start the season off as well. So uh, it's uh, certainly, uh, certainly been very enjoyable. And yeah, as you said, Jared, you've kicked in quite nicely to the uh, to the account too. It's uh, way too much to start the year. All right. Well, I hope I'm hitting him a bit better than Davey Warner. Why don't we start there, uh, the BBL. Let's go to, we've got now, our finalists have been organised. We've got that that long-standing bet that we mentioned last week, which was Scorchers $2.30. I think they're into $2.10 now, Tristan, on that one. But what about for the Eliminator? That is the Thunder hosting the Heat. Can't believe the Heat lost that game yesterday. And the this is huge, this qualifier. This is the tournament. Because after this, Steve Smith goes to India, but Perth taking on the Sixers over there at Optus Stadium. Yeah, well, as you say, it's a massive game coming up. The Scorchers are now $2.10. The Sixers are $2.50. The Renegades, $9.50. The Thunder, $15. And the Heat at $17. But I, I think, as, as you touch on, with Stephen Smith going to India, uh, that, that form line of the Sixers is not going to quite stack up. They've looked very, very vulnerable without him. He's just been unbelievable in the last few games. And they are $2.10 underdogs against the Scorchers, who are $1.73. That game at Optus Stadium on Saturday night. Um, if the Scorchers get the result there and get to host the, the final, they're going to be in a massive, massive uh, strength, position of strength. So we've got over 150 markets up on that game. And then the Eliminator game, two sides that, uh, that very much battled last night. The Heat obviously turning up a game where they look home and hose. Fortunately for them, it didn't cost them a berth in the finals. They're $1.99 underdogs against the Thunder, who almost uh, they, uh, killed off their own final chances last night when they when they stumbled chasing a very small score against the Stars. They're a $1.82 favourite. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really tight game in the Eliminator, and um, hopefully we get some high-quality cricket there. Uh, then we've got the Renegades playing on Sunday. That'll be against the winner of the Eliminator from Friday night. So um, I actually – I don't know, get your thoughts on this – Final series, you know, when it first came out, I was like, oh, God, come on. But there's actually a bit of merit to it. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I tend to like this final series. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, I think once you, now that we've got the teams in there and, and it felt like we were in the matrix for a while trying to work out what actually happens, but now we've got the teams locked in and we can sort of see that path going forward. I, I think it really, um, it really uh, is, is it advantageous for the teams that have gone well uh, throughout the course of the regular season, which we've got such a long regular season. Sometimes you can get into finals cricket and it's just, uh, you know, a, a bit of luck and, and a team that's been dominant throughout the entirety of the, the season can get knocked out uh, um, on one bad game. So I, I think this is a really positive uh, outcome. I think that the game, as you, as you touched on, is going to be massive between the Scorchers and the Sixers. And, and yeah, if, if a team can get on a run, they've still got the ability to win it from fourth or fifth. I'm really looking forward to that Scorchers Sixers game, and with uh, it being Smith's last game, we're only talking a week ago after he knocked out that first ton, then last weekend knocks out another one. He's just seeing them like anything, and big comparison between the money paid for Smith and the money paid for Warner, and uh, the uh, delivery of results since. Oh, massive difference on that one too, and and for all those people, and look, I was one who thought, no, nah, Steve Smith is. Not quite a nicker and a nudger, but he doesn't score at a big enough rate to be able to justify a position in the, the T20 World Cup. And there's been a couple of significant changes. One, he's gone to open. 
right? So that's that is the best time to bat in a T20 game because fielders in, swing through the ball, new ball, and away you go. And the other thing is the the grip change that he's talked about a lot. You know, he's 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 the type of player that does a lot of work on his game and then has found this change very related to tennis. And it's rather than open the the bat face so much, he's uh, rather than close it, he's opening it up a bit more, which gives him a bit more power, a bit more full face of the bat being shown to the bowlers. And it's just it's just working superbly. So um he has now said, you know, to the rest of the world, hey, you want you want me for a T twenty tournament? I'm available. And by the way, I'll be opening the batting. What about the tennis, mate? Let's get to the men's and the women's. Semi-finalists have been decided in both groups. Um, what about the men? He's getting shorter and shorter, Novak. There's still people out there who say he's not injured. <laughs> he is. He's, he's very, very tight. And, and, and geez, if, if uh, with this, with this uh, hamstring niggle that he's got going on, imagine if he was at full, full fitness because he's just been dominant, dominant throughout the course of this event. He's $1.20. Sissipas, who's been very good on the other side of the draw, he's $5.30. And then Klachnov, um, who, who, who was you know, very impressive there against Korda, it sort of was overshadowed a bit by the retirement there late in the third set. He's at $20 and Tommy Paul at 41 So very, very firm favourites there on the men's side of it. On the ladies' side, we've got Sabalenka at $2.10, R- Rybakina at $2.50. As a renker, she's back to what she was a few years ago, $5.50 and then Lynette at 15 So they're the outright betting. Um, we've got Klachnikov against Tissipas tonight, where Tissipas is $1.38, Klachnikov $3.15, and then Novak Djokovic in a semi-final in a Grand Slam is $1.02 in a semi-final oh. against Tommy Paul, who's $15. And the lady side of things looks a lot even more even. Rybakina is $1.50 against Azarenka at two sixty two. And then Sabalenka at a dollar eighteen against Lynette at five dollars. So will will there be an upset in any of those four games? It's been really really good viewing uh, over the course of the last fortnight. Two dollars sixty as a ranker. I just want to know how many days you guys spent practicing those names. <laughs> it's not straightforward, you know. Actually, in fairness, what they do really well, you could they actually have a uh, on their WTA website. Um, they actually. To, so you can actually hear the player say their name, so um, which is very very helpful. Um, all right, let's get into it, Jared. NFL, um, the results from last week. Um, we better run through these, but uh, I'll tell you what the the Jags plus ten lunch bet that I had with you was looking in a little bit of trouble until Patrick Mahomes got that high ankle sprain. Uh, what's the latest on Patty Mahomes as to whether he's playing this week, mate? Well, looking a little bit of trouble. I mean, it was about halfway through the first quarter. I mean, uh, and a significant influence on the game. And and you're right, Jimmy. I mean, nine times out of 10, they say a high ankle sprain like that is anywhere between four to six weeks. Well, uh, he was able to come back and play because um, if you've just done it and it's taped up, you'll still have movement in the game. Uh, the key now is what unfolds in the next couple of days. Uh, they were due to practice today. There's no real reports out. I, I would suggest that he probably doesn't practice. Uh, but, you know, both he and uh, his, his coach have been very adamant that he will be playing on the weekend. There's no doubt in my mind that he will play. Uh, to what level of mobility he has up against Burrow and the Bengals in this big uh, conference championship, you know, that's just a cracking matchup. And, you know, we've, we've spoken earlier in the season, uh, the Bengals and Burrow have won the last three, and I think it's four of the last five against the Chiefs. So they've certainly had a bit of the wood over them. 
Um, this is just a key matchup. Um, I thought the other three, well, two of the other three games went the the uh, to plan. The Eagles absolutely dominated the Giants, and you know, with off off a break, uh, freshen up the week off uh, with Hurts back, they just completely dominated that game. Um, the Bills, I thought, were very disappointing. They didn't need that snow dump that came tonight and into the morning of that game, but the Bengals just um, outplayed them in uh, how they positioned and executed, and again, Burrow was to the fore. And, you know, I guess uh, Allen's been carrying a shoulder injury in some excuse, but he was poor when it mattered, and once again, the Bills, when it's mattered in these divisional rounds and the playoffs, uh, have faltered. 49ers-Cowboys, I thought that was a cracking game. It was very tight, um, uh, all about defence and just taking some opportunities. Dak, you know, two intercepts uh, and against a really good defence, found wanting. But it wasn't the 49ers' best offering, and I think that's Purdy's weakest game in the seven that he's played. Um, but they get through, and now we just have this... I, I think it's just a ripper matchup. We've got the Eagles against the 49ers, Chief against the Bengals in the conference championships this weekend. And, gee, I, I think the markets have to still be very open, Tristan, coming in this now, because I, I would suggest that any four of those teams could end up um, uh, the winner of the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. And the, the Super Bowl betting is really, really tight. I don't think we've seen four teams as compressed for a long time, uh, where it's $3.40 the Philly Eagles, Three fifty the Bengals, three dollars sixty the Chiefs, and four dollars twenty San Fran. And you know San Fran's look very, very impressive as you said. They were a little bit off the boil there last last game, but they're, they're still in. And, and uh, Purdy's obviously getting more and more confidence every time he plays. It's going to be a step up though against the Philly Eagles. So the match betting in those two matches: the Eagles are a dollar sixty-seven, the 49ers two twenty, and the Lions two and a half. And then in the Cincinnati Kansas City game. There's been so much ebbing and flowing in this with all the, the news and news about Patty Mahomes. And it's a dollar ninety-one now the Bengals, a dollar eighty-nine the Chiefs, and a flat one the Lions. So that's going to be an absolute beauty and a really tight affair. Well, and just quickly touching on those two games. So the Chiefs and Bengals. Now the, the line opened with the Bengals at plus one. It's now flipped, um, as you suggest. Um, all the talk out of the US in the last uh, day or two is that the Bengals will probably end up starting minus three favourites by game time. Um, I, I, I'd suggest if you got the Bengals at the plus one or the minus one, that's a great spot. I think the Bengals win. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs are very good when it gets to this matchup. But I do like the Bengals there. The other one is absolutely intriguing. Now, uh, I've got a stat for the ages here, gents. The last four rookies, and I think there's only been four in a long, long time that have got through as a quarterback in a conference championship game, uh, zero from four in winning. And so the pressure is certainly on Purdy here for the 49ers as the only rookie this weekend. Um, they're also only one from four at covering the line. And they're the dogs here at the plus two and a half. Um, it's just a, a, a cracking matchup here. Eagles offense has been outstanding we've got two coaches who are very very clever at scheming how they want to play offense against uh, their opponent's defense um, I've liked the 49ers I've liked the 49ers defense uh, but this is just a big matchup I mean there's one argument that the 49ers come through a really tough side of quality games most recently last week against the Cowboys and who have the Eagles actually played but when the question's been asked the Eagles have answered um, I'm 
I'm leaning with the 49ers, but that's more my heart. I do think the uh, my best bet of the weekend was that game, though. I want to go the overs. I thought 46 and a half was, a, was too low. Uh, I th- do think even though both are very strong in defence, they're also two very clever coaches. I think there's a lot, lot of points in this game. Yeah, it, it, isn't it a great matchup, uh, this these two games? And and reflected in the Super Bowl prices, right? And and just how tight they are as well. Starting with the 49ers and the Eagles. The, the stat around Brock Purdy is a really interesting one. But the thing about Brock Purdy, and I don't know who the other three quarterbacks were, but it's the system that he's gone into, which is the strength, right? And, and not only that, but he's got guys like McCaffrey who can get him out of trouble on a you know, on a third down. And then there's guys like, you know, the, the save from Kittle on the weekend. And 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 that's just on that side of the ball, not worrying, you know, Debo Samuel and uh, Brandon Ayuk and all that. And then you start talking about that incredible defense. And so that's not straightforward, is it? Jalen Hurts was the one that basically in the space of that one game last week, you know, he'd been out for a while, Tristan, and then he comes back and he plays that way. There's still question marks about his health. And you think, well, why wouldn't he be an MVP candidate? You know, the, the, the way that he's gone, he's elevated his game. Um, he's improved in running. He's improved in um, pass completion. And he's improved in number of intercepts. That's gone down. Every metric you want from your quarterback, you know, he's in the elite level of it in the, the National Football League. So um, th- that's going to be a cracker. The one before that, the Bengals and the Chiefs. So um, He's just situationally very, very, very astute. Like he's best in the league situationally, Joe Burrow, isn't he? About you know game management, if you want to call it that. Um, no one does it better than him. Even with those offensive linemen that were out against the Bills, they they were still able to get it done. But you know Andy Reid is an absolute genius in attack for for the Chiefs. It's just a matter of Mahomes, isn't it? Like you know they they also got. Probably not as much as many guns as everyone else, but they invariably get it right. And a big part of that is Mahomes. Um, if he's the run game's taken away from him, that's going to be a concern. The the one thing I loved over the course of the weekend, guys, um, it, he's getting paid fifty million dollars a year, and he's getting it paid over nine or ten years, I think it is. Is either four fifty or five hundred million USD? And yet, when he was taken out of the game and was blowing up on the sideline at his coach for not putting him back in the game, I thought, that explains it. Like, that that's what you want from your fast bowler who never wants to have a spell to the player who just wants to get back out there on the field no matter what's happening to them. I reckon if you've got that type of player in your organisation and they're the head of the organisation and they're the, the focal point of the organisation, it's a really good spot to be in. Um, doesn't help us with finding a winner in the Bengals and the Chiefs, but... Um, you know, I think based on that, that the health the health of Mahomes is a concern. I'm going to go the Bengals, um, and I'll take the minus one at this point. Uh, and for the 49ers and the Eagles, I'm, I'm dropping off. I'm jumping off the 49ers at this late stage, so um, not letting the heart rule the head. I think the Eagles can do the job there at the line as well. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I tend to agree with all that. It's it, they're they're such great games, and and. It's all going to come down to how the Cincinnati um, and Chiefs game goes. So, uh, sorry, how how Mahomes goes in in that, in my opinion. Then, but I, I just think, as you said, Joe Burrow, he's just got so much uh, so much quality, makes the right decisions at the right time. We've got two different 
two different packs of quarterbacks here. We've got the young up-and-comers where I think one of them's really going to stamp their authority in the first game. And then obviously the two, well, not, not veterans, but two quarterbacks that have been there and done it a couple of times now. And uh, obviously with that question mark over Mahomes' uh, injury. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Cannot wait for the weekend, boys. So what was your what was your best, Jared? Uh, my best, Jimmy, is uh, the Eagles 49ers over 46 and a half. Okay. So who are you tipping in these games? The Bengals and a, a really small lean to the 49ers, but I found that game very hard to split. Does the really small lean to the 49ers encompass a lunch bet at any point, do you think, Jared? Uh, sorry, Jimmy, no. Oh, come on, <laughs> mate. I've never seen you to be gun-shy ever, ever before. But anyway, okay, look, I'm as surprised as anyone else. I'll, you can take the two and a half, plus two and a half. No? It's a long, it's a long, it's a long yeah, silence, Jimmy. <laughs> yes. Did you not know that fortune favours the brave? Did you not, not, not know that? Jimmy, if you were generous enough to make it three and a half, I'd get interested. <laughs> See, that's the crew, mate. I'll go from one and a half to two and a half, but you know, <laughs> two and a half to three and a half. Come on, Jared, you know the significance of that. Mate, that of listen, listen here, here's, here's my thing, Jared. Do you have faith in Tristan and his organization and what they're doing? Oh, Jimmy, you I'm going to quote this line. I'm going to quote this line so many times during the NRL season when you come out with, uh, oh, what's what's the Jimmy Smith top flock or what will the line be by Saturday? Jared? Yes, Jimmy? You're on, mate. You can have the plus three and a half. Three, well, three and a half. Oh, okay, wow. I'll take that, Jimmy. Plus three and a half. All right, 49. Uh, how many? Can I jump in too, Jimmy, just to keep it 100% <laughs> straight <alive. laughs> Mate, I've got no doubt you two rang each other before this and said, listen, we'll, we'll get him. But they're only two and a half, but we'll get him to three and a half. How about that? I've actually just got to wave off the traders. I just might have my arm. I was just trying to get him to move at three and a half just for the, uh, the next five minutes. But I don't even need to do that right now. So. No, absolutely. Merlihan, you're on as well. I'll take you on. <laughs> That, that that will be sweet. That that will be sweet. So table tabletop in clash as well. <laughs> Mate, so I'm just up. I'm just writing this down. That, Jimmy, that's uh Jared on the plus three and a half, the forty nine is for a thousand bucks. Uh come on, <laughs> come on. Be nice. Hey, you know what my better better the week is? Go on. Anytime uh touchdown scorer, mm -hmm. AJ Brown, two dollars sixty. AJ Brown. Okay. AJ Brown for the Philadelphia Eagles. Great relationship with Jalen Hurts, and he will get himself a touchdown in this conference championship match. Two dollars sixty. That's my that's my best of the weekend, Tristan. Very good. And I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the unders in a Cincinnati Kansas game. I just think uh, this is going to be a match where. Regardless of how um, I believe Mahomes is definitely going to play, of course, but I think the, the running game will get a bit more um, a bit more airtime than what what it has in previous. I think it's going to be a really tight game, and I think it's going to be a match where the defense is actually going to tell the story. So I'm going to take under forty seven and a half at a dollar ninety one in the Bengals Chiefs match. And that looks uh, that looks the wise move too, Tristan. That's been backed off the map in the US in the last couple of days. I think early in the week that went up at 51 and a half and they've just kept backing the unders and I know one smart pro suggested yesterday he doesn't think 46 
uh, is low enough. It might be the wise move, but it's un-Australian, though, isn't it? I mean, we've spoken about <laughs> you backing the unders. Like, seriously, now you're asking people to drop the ball in the end zone and all that sort of thing. You you know, you're <laughs> poor old kickers to miss and all that sort of stuff. That's right. Miss it, miss it, miss it. Yeah, I just, I just hope someone picks up the Dallas kicker in the, in the next, next few days. <laughs> poor old Brett Maher, huh? Oh, dear. Hey, what, what about when he missed that one last week? Holy dilly. Did, did you see the look on Jared? Um, on Jerry Jones's yeah, Jerry Jones. They flagged the Jerry Jones up in the box. I'm sure he was kicking something, but anyway, uh, might be the well, kick. Pre-game, he was uh, he walked out to him minutes before the game started, and there was a photo of Jerry Jones putting his arm around his shoulder, almost saying, "Yeah, you'll be right today, mate." Well, I reckon when the the camera flashed to him in the box, it was almost like putting his hands around his neck. Oh, tough one, tough one. Right, gents. Uh, there's our there's our best. Uh, plenty to be uh, interested in on the course of Monday with the NFL cha- uh, conference championship matches. Jared, what about a, a racing tip, please, mate? Jimmy, uh, let's go to Mooney Valley. Race one and number two, Swords Drawn. Gee, the form around this and its latest run was outstanding. Drops four kilos and. Uh, I think it drops back in grade here, even though it's uh, up slightly uh, on uh, the scale. I think the quality is weaker than its last start. $3.10, uh, nice and simple, Jimmy, just 100 the win on Mooney Valley, race one, and number two, Swords Drawn. And uh, my little waterhouse tip last week led all the way to the last stride at the post. Mm. Yeah. How much did we collect for that, Jared? <laughs> The same as your tip too, I think, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Poor old, what was it, Fleetwood? Poor old Fleetwood. No good, Fleetwood. Uh, all right, what about you, Tristan? Have you got any horses running around the country over the course of the next seven days? I don't actually have any running around the country. We've got, um, obviously, Summer Lovins uh, just having a little bit of a fresh up, getting ready for the a golden slipper. But I've got a little tip, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, – get a little bit of input from you, Jimmy, on an appropriate staking plan because it's a little bit of value uh, this time around. I'm going to take us to Mooney Valley Race 5, number five, not enough effort. At the moment, it's sitting there at $17 out of the Henry Dwyer yard, very, very astute yard. It's, it's second up um, and it's drawn barrier two. I just think this horse has got a lot of upside. It's um, it, it's fitter, it's not out of, it's got the two kilo apprentice Madison Lloyd in the saddle. So I think we're going to, and, and I don't know, what your thoughts are, Jimmy, but I think we might have to go 50 each one this one. What's the place? $3.80 the place. Oh, yeah, you're 50 each way. 50 each way. Screams 50 each way. Does it scream 50 each way to you, Jared? Oh, Jimmy, it's $3.80. If it was $3.80 to win, you'd walk away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. All right, there we go. I like your staking plan. Very good, very good. I'm going to take you to Rose Hill, gentlemen, for Saturday. Race number seven, the Schweppes Handicap. Number two, J-Mac rides for CJ Waller. Uh, looking to get the third straight victory for Kalino, the Piero uh, gelding. And uh, I think the market at the moment opens at three, currently at three. Uh, all important staking plan on this one. No movement in that market just yet, but I'm going to go $100 on the nose, Tristan. $100 on the nose. So that's race seven, number two, Colino. So, yes, we'll lock that one in for you, Jimmy. Very good. And, Jimmy, if you happen to be winning after race seven or if your back sword's drawn in the first or 
got something out of uh, Tristan's. Race eight at Rose Hill. Just put it all on a number nine, Golden Mile. Golden Mile. Okay. 220 favourite. Very, very good horse. And uh, good horses win this race when they return from a spell on their way into the new carnival. Uh, now, did Maria Mia win the other day? Uh, also in the race at 420. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it and it did win the other day, but I think there might be a distinct gap in class, in my opinion, between those two. Okay, all right, that's another one to note. There you go. Look at that, Jerris. You'd think it was Christmas. You giving out bonus tips like that? It's fantastic. What, what would you do just, just to keep you both honest? What about a lunch bet between Golden Mile and Maramia, Jimmy and Jared? Any interest? Well, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mate, I'll have lunch, dinner, and breakfast for the next three weeks on that one. Mate, all I'm saying is I'm highlighting the fact that it was a last start winner, Tristan. What I'm saying is, and don't worry, I've been more than generous giving up a point for the San Francisco 49ers, but uh, no, I'm, I'm going to back away from that one, okay? <laughs> fortune, fortune does not favour the brave on this again. Maybe the stupid, uh, but anyway. Um, gents, that's and, it. And, and, Jimmy, I did mention a name to you last week. I hope you wrote it down. A horse coming up in mid-February. Oh, yeah. What's the name of it? Pondering? The plundering's here. Uh, let's call this one Dark Chill. Oh, Dark Chill, yeah. Uh, we, think, we think Dark Chill might have a very nice February March coming in front of him. Okay, there you go. That's one one to write down. Dark Chill, I'll, everybody. Pens, get your pens out for that one. I'll um, send you the text the day after the race. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's about how it rolls with me. Actually, the reception's amazing how it's improved over the course of the... Um, I'll tell you what, though, please get back on WhatsApp, Tristan, because we need you there just from a banter point of view, especially when if you're winning, if you're winning lunch bets like that, you know, you just, just need that WhatsApp group back up. Yes, uh, the WhatsApp group will be back and firing as of today. So the phone's back and healthy again. So, yes, and uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I've been out of action the last week or so because um, I've, I've dodged a few of the uh, the giffies, as, as one of the boys in our office calls them. So, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I'm sure there would have been a few flying around. Yeah, don't worry, Jimmy. Jimmy made up for you in spades. Um, the other good news is, Jimmy, uh, I've started work in the last ten days on the NRL. Uh, what are we? Five weeks away from the start of the season, and in a couple of weeks' time, we'll start our previews of uh, individual teams, forecasts, where we think the top eight looks, the bottom eight. I must say, I've started to dig into a little bit of work around the draw, and uh, very, very interesting how things might unfold because we have a 17th team this year, and I think there's a couple of teams that are going to be well favoured, getting the Dolphins twice in their draw, and a couple of other sides who I think are down the bottom. So we've got all of that to unfold and pull apart as we look toward uh, round one, first weekend of March. That's if we get any footy, given the fact there might be some strike action. So we'll have to... Oh, no, Jimmy, it's all okay. Uh, I read it in the paper last week that they're flying in the guys from the US, so we'll have no problems. <laughs> I, yeah, you, you couldn't write that story with a straight face, could you? But anyway... Oh, mate, that, that, that's one of the most uncredible articles I've ever read. Giffy's at 10 paces over the course of the weekend. Have a good one, boys. Enjoy your footy. Enjoy your racing. Enjoy your cricket. Enjoy everything. Uh, we'll do it again next week. See you, gentlemen. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiast with the best of the best. 
Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone.